Brittany. And Tim. With Till Death Do Us Recap. Till Death Do Us Recap. Um, we are here to talk about Married at First Sight, season 12, episode 9. We have so many things to cover today. Um, this was a big episode. Yeah, we got some some big declarations of feelings. Mm-hmm, big declarations. Some perhaps rekindlings and renewings of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, what, five and a half weeks from decision day. Yeah, we are. And we get started on day 18. So they've been living together now for like a week and a half. Things are, they're trying to like integrate normal life, daily life stuff. We have people going back to work. I would, I would classify this as the building intimacy week. Oh, good, good. Building intimacy. I like that. Um, Okay, I do feel, we feel that we should get started with Haley and Jacob because we really went on a very long, all-inclusive journey with this couple this week. Big Haley and Jacob week. Big time. So let's just jump in. Um, We basically intro the episode with her sitting with her girlfriends and like trying to get advice from them. And she basically ends up sharing that they got in a whole thing the night before that we see from those awkward overhead cameras in the kitchen where he like puts her on the spot about if she's attracted to him, (sighs) which I'm sorry, I'm struggling because I know that attraction is very important and I understand how shitty that must be for your ego to hear at such a, like exactly how we felt for page week one Um, like I understand why it's a big deal. And yet there is something that's bothering me about the fact that it seems like that's his only obsession Mm. and that like his ego, it's like, if, if, if that's not there, like he's so angry about, I know he's just hurt, but it's like, he can't, he's so angry and closed off because of this. And she doesn't even say, I'm not attracted to you. She says, I don't know yet, which is obviously... That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. From her perspective, because I feel like she's never said, like, ew, or absolutely not. She's basically been like, I'm open. He isn't the hottest guy I'd ever seen, but he was cute. And basically with personality and getting to know each other over time, we can build that. And I agree. But he just is not having it. No, he's not. He eh. You know, Haley's going through it to start off. Yeah. She's she's been going through it with the honeymoon. Her friends are over supporting her. She gets some Sherry's berries delivery from her mom. So uh, <laughs> oh, we're right. looking we're looking for a sponsor, we love Sherry's berries. A chocolate covered strawberry. We do year. love a stra- chocolate covered strawberry. I do it homemade all the time, but it's just not the same. It's really not. And yeah, Jacob is really, really just focused on this attraction thing. And I, it just seems like every conversation they have, he takes it back there. He takes it back right away. He's awkward. And he's kind of mean. I have to say something. Okay. Well, one thing that did raise my ears and I'm, I'm just, okay. I want to just put it out there that my instinct this entire season so far is to 
be on Haley's side a little more. I just identify with her a little more. I feel bad for the situation she's finding herself in because he's not the easiest conversationalist, okay? Like, whenever they sit and she, like, tries to cultivate these little moments, whether it's, like, let's have a beer together or let's blah, it's like he just stares at her. I can't stop noticing how often he's staring at her. It's constant. He's got a blank face. He gives these kind of And he sort of, of has this attitude. Smiles. Yes. He, oh, the smug smirk. The I wrote smug, about that. The smug smirk. Okay, but something that did... Okay, so she left that night, which we find out later. So they had that talk in the kitchen, and okay. then she goes upstairs to Paige's apartment. That's who right. We're all asking ourselves why Paige is still living in this apartment building, but okay. Um... And at least till 12.30 a.m., they were hanging out and clearly, like, sharing frustrations about their marriage. And I sort of got where Jacob was coming from when he said, like, if you really cared after that convo, why would you just dis- dis- bleh, disappear? And yet, I got for her, she's like, but you gave me nothing. You didn't, like, he doesn't communicate. So it also doesn't surprise me that she got to a point where she felt like, oh, I don't even want to be here. I don't think he wants to see me. What were your thoughts? No, and, and okay, as a person who has had some difficulties in my in our married life with communication, mm-hmm. I will say, you know, she's the more extroverted. She has a lot of friendships. Those friendships are important. The way that you do this, if you're Jacob, is not sending a kind of jokey, passive aggressive text being you know, alluding to her coming home. I think she's shown that she wants you to be direct. Haley wants you to be direct. Mm-hmm. Haley uh, wants you to be forward with what you're feeling. And, you know, we're only, you know, less than three weeks in, but at the same time, Jacob, my guy, you gotta come a little bit more, you know, heavy handed that you want your wife to come and to come and spend time with her. Yeah. Yeah, and that is something we'll get more into what happens next, but I just noticed this overarching theme of like he's got this like hardened kind of smug, like he's sitting back and he's just sort of like it's all on her. It's all on her. Like you're not showing me you're attracted to me. You're not showing me you're into me. So I'm not going to give anything. And then, of course, we have our answers in their little questionnaire that just take things to the next level. And I feel like explain this more. But I do want to say, I saw on one of the blogs this morning that Jacob has come out to say that there was more. That was said that night. Oh. And that he was trying to protect her by not airing it all on camera. Interesting. Um, And that there's more to the story. And then... What do we think that could be? I don't know. Was she just more explicit or mean in a way that we couldn't About the attractive stuff? Yeah, I don't know. But then he also said... um, about why he thought she was, like, why he asked a couple weeks ago if she was seeing someone else. Okay. He overheard one of the other women on their honeymoon mention in jest to Haley something about, uh, like, at the honey at the bachelorette party. Okay. About, like, oh, that guy we left you with at three in the morning when we left the club. Oh. So juicy, 
totally hearsay and totally Jacob's way of explaining himself. So we can take that with all of the grains of salt, but I felt like we needed to at least address it. Um, okay, but let's move on. So they have this really difficult dis- uh, conversation and Haley, I feel like a common theme for Haley is that she really wants like tangible ways to work on stuff and like she keeps like hitting walls with him because he won't give her much so one of her ways after telling him i'm not really attracted to you is to go shopping for him so that his wardrobe now includes things besides graphic tees with words which of which i completely support that's Um, a delicate move i was gonna say how do you feel like on what it wasn't an activity. It wasn't like, let's go shopping together. Like, I do feel like you have to be really careful with that. And I thought I wanted to ask you, how would you feel if after I had told you, I don't know if I'm attracted to you yet within a day or two came home with a bunch of clothes. That's, that's tough. That's tough. I originally, when I saw it, I thought, Oh, that's cute. You know, she here she's going out, she's spending money, she's trying to... In her mind, she's clearly being thoughtful. She, she's trying to be thoughtful, but it's, it like I said, it's very delicate. And I think at this stage, you know, they, they have so, such a long way to go still. And, you know, we saw a lot of activities this week and we saw you know, the dates and going out and right. kind of trying to build that, you know, more of that personal connection that comes before you get married traditionally. Yeah. Um, I think that was a kind of an opportunity missed by my girl Haley. I think that should have been something that was done them oh, together. Like yeah. I think yeah, they should have I done agree. that together. Give him a little bit more input. Cause in a way it's almost like here, here are some clothes that I think would make me more attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, can we just talk about the fact that these clothes, these choices are like the most tame, very basic oh, old very, navy men's section. It's very um, basic. And the fact that like shout out old navy. Nothing against yeah, old no, navy. Yeah, no, nothing at all. But it's like this really was her choices were like the babiest of baby step beyond what he does now, which just shows that she's not asking for much. Yeah, and I think I think it, she's definitely not asking for much. But, but he sees a button up and just calls it a fucking picnic table cloth, and I'm like, yeah, he didn't have a great up. attitude. And I think also the combo of them having that conversation the night before with it seems like almost the next day. This action is it seems really like they're you know one of their first interactions since the night before, mm-hmm. and yeah, at least that's it, how they that's how they it. edited it. And word here's here's the clothes I bought you. I don't know. I think it's an opportunity missed. I think uh, he would have taken it a lot better had they done that together. Yeah, that's my take on it. I think so too. Now this is when I think the conversation after this, they're like sitting on the couch together, and okay, so they get now. No, this isn't questions yet. Okay, he brings up how she like disappeared last night to her friends and okay. she's like I was trying to give you space and then he tells that whole story remember he's like well I just knew that if I had said anything you would have been very combative and then da 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 and he tells like this whole story and she looks at him and she's like 
you're completely assuming a whole story that you never gave me the opportunity to show anything else. That's right. And I thought it was really interesting because he's sitting there all smug, like, well, you should have known, basically. And he's like, I want you to just be able to know these things. And I just wrote, I love when people view their partner not being able to read their mind as some sort, especially a new partner, Oh, as some sort of sign of like, oh, no, they they can't be the one. It's like, obviously, we have some basics of like being a good person that do fall into this category of like, I shouldn't have to ask my partner to like be kind to the waiter. Absolutely. But when we're talking about like needs being fulfilled especially when you've been together for a matter of weeks and you now live together, how the fuck can you, like, expect someone to read your mind and then be, like, upset and view the fact that they didn't as evidence that they're not right for you? It's like you... That is ridiculous. You no wonder you're 42 and you've never been married. And then he has the, <laughs> he has the audacity at this time to say, you're not ready for this. Oh, uh you're not ready for yeah. this. Why? Because she can't read your mind. But at the same time, also now, there's a little part of me with that new insight mm. that you shared. And maybe Jacob knows a little bit more of what's going on. For him to go out and call her out and say, you're not ready for this. You know, when I saw the episode. But I also, it feels like he's I, getting so on his high horse. And he just has he, from day he, one he, yeah. when she decided that she didn't want to hook up with him after the first night. But yes, I hear what you're saying. I'm just torn. I'm torn with them because, okay, let's move into Dr. Pepper's questions. We finally have another expert sighting, which apparently, as each season goes on, we feel like we have experts less and less, which frustrates us a lot. For a show that's based on experts putting people together. Blindly. I'm I'm very confused why we're not getting more experts. It yeah. seems like we're that's going to come a little bit more to next week. Yeah. Um I can understand, you know, during the pandemic in New but Orleans, it was like you know, this you're the not last getting... few seasons we've thought. Yeah. Where each it's year definitely... it feels a little bit less and I just feel like if this experiment which is let's be real, insane, Um, but if we're really supposed to take this like so seriously and, you know, try and view it as if, you know, this is sacred, this thing they're doing with marriage, it just seems insane to me that you let these couples fly by the seat of their pants by themselves for the first three weeks. Like that just seems so unfair. We got one in-person meeting from Pastor Cal two weeks ago. And then we got questions this week. Um, Okay, yeah. So So we get the questions. We get the box of questions. Um, And the first one is about, like, what would basically help, what helps you fall in love? And Haley is asking it earnestly. I think she really wants, like, what are some things that I can do that help you? And he basically just says, like, nothing. I don't see a lot of hope here. Uh, I've never been a big actions guy. Oh, oh Lord. Oh. We could talk about this for a whole episode. I, I, I'm, more, I'm more about personal, personal, personal I'm a, actions. A personal, personal conversation. interaction. Personal interaction. That's what it was. I, I was like, I what not, does that mean? I have no idea. But something also, that every girl, someone... every girl wants to hear. I'm not really a big actions guy. Yeah, not really big on actions. Don't really do. Flowers Not really ever been the kind of guy gifts. to do like a thoughtful gesture for a person that I love, but you know, I'm big on personal interaction. 
excuse me. Like, what the fuck? The last uh, thing I'm expecting this guy to say is I'm big on personal interactions when every <laughs> exactly. single conversation he's, he's he being shown stoically. so far, he sits stoically so far with a, with a you know, an awkward smile. Every conversation for him, it's about the most basic things. What oh, would make like, you fall again, in love? It's like watching he's paint become, dry. It's become awkward. Yeah, every he's single be- one. Because he can't loosen up. He's so angry at her for not wanting to help his boner out that he is just like, it doesn't matter. Okay, I feel well, okay. like there's, I want to say something. Okay. The, um, Tim and I, again, we've been married for quite a like a decent amount of time and we've like done some we've read some books we've done counseling we've done a little bit of it all because we're super into just keeping up with our relationship keeping it fresh always evolving together and something that I feel like I see in everything we've read is like this concept of um when the partner you know let's say you guys got in a fight or things are awkward or there's been a misunderstanding and then a partner does, there's a, there's a term for it, but they like, when a partner then chooses to be vulnerable in spite of that and do a reach out, mm. there's a name in one of our books that they call it something, but it's essentially when they extend and it's talking about how like, it's really important. It always, they always talk about how when a partner is willing to be vulnerable and reach out you know, whether that's like a hand on the leg or uh, a nice gesture or something that is kind of difficult to do to break the shitty vibe that's something happening. Something to show that, that even though important. you might be at an impasse, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. And it's an like something that I feel like is very consistent is that it's really important for the other partner to fucking receive it because it takes a lot of courage to be the one that does that. And I just feel... Like Haley, for uh, she's obviously not perfect, um, and I do think she's been a little bit closed off. But I really think she's really trying, and she keeps doing these things to extend herself. And he just will not receive. Like no. he refuses. He shuts it down. He smugly takes sips from his little mini glass of wine, which just ooh, really. Well, another me off. another thing I noticed throughout these conversations is. They're they're in the same room, but they couldn't be physically more oh far God. apart. Yeah, she's sitting in a, a like a little love seat, ottoman, whatever, across the room, and he's on the opposite side of the couch, away from her, <laughs> and just seems coiled up. Yeah, and it's just it, he, the thing he that feels strikes like he's me like con- has contempt for her, at least in this conversation. In this conversation, the thing that that strikes me bizarre about Jacob is I think there's some. He seems to think that he is a deep and compl- uh, com- what's the word? Complementative? Com- 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 <laughs> contemplative. Contemplative. <laughs> there it was. He thinks he's this contemplative person, uh-huh. you know? And yet, when, when he's having conversations, like we've said before, I mean, he doesn't give you any body language. He doesn't really give you any facial expressions. It's not like he takes time to think and then get, says something profound. No. I, it just really gets to me. Yeah, he definitely, he just thinks very highly of his himself. And um, I did, so he does his whole bullshit of I've never been a big actions guy, which I'm sorry, as married people, that's not an option. You cannot have a successful marriage. You 
categorically, in my opinion, cannot if you guys are going to choose to just, quote, not be actions people. That doesn't make sense. Like, literally, the main requirement of a marriage is that you don't stop taking actions to, like, be a good partner to well, your other partner. And 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 it's it's contrasted so much against what we see in some other couples that we'll oh, get into yeah. later this week. Other couples are going out and they're actually trying to do things. Yeah, you know, they're trying we get a, to woo each other. We get a donut date. We get some so crafty cute. date. You know, we get some things where they're actually Someone, trying they're to They're paying attention and they're making like, dinner, oh, yeah. You know, and we're not asking for like string quartet dinners here no. every night by no. any means, but... Bro, I mean, like, come he's, on. He's not even it's really being basic. kind to her at this and, point. And another thing that bothers me, too, is he keeps reminding her how long ago I her was just past say relationships that. are. Okay. It comes up so many times where he goes, well, you know, eight years ago, seven years ago. Seven uh, years ago. Okay. I, I, I can't. He is so condescending whenever he brings up how long it's been since she's been in a relationship he always says it with disgust he says it as if to dismiss whatever that relationship was because it was seven years ago it obviously can't be that meaningful um it uh he always leads too with the time he always goes well so seven years ago what would you say was important to you in that relationship makes me so mad i feel like it's very dismissive and unfair to her and I just feel bad for her. Again, this plays into the self-righteousness thing. And I think it's all stemming from he's obviously insecure as hell because she's not attracted to him. At least that's how he feels at this point. But his response is so just like classic male ego. Like, at least as far as we know from this editing, it just from, feels like he's projecting. We can only go off yeah. of what we've seen. Yeah. He's projecting on her and just being mean to her as his way of dealing with it. Um, and then I just thought it was funny that he needed to make it clear that like, we both have problems. I don't think there's anything I could do to exchange, to change this. I I wrote like, excuse me, is that what maybe for someone who says I'm not an actions guy, <laughs> if you were an action, there's a lot to do, but like you apparently have a life philosophy that says you don't do actions in relationships to make them better. Oh, no. And, you know, I don't know if we want to get to this now, but they go on a date later. Yeah. You know, so they have the pool party. We'll get to the pool party. But they go on a date later. And I was gobsmacked watching this date. I think they went to a restaurant or the something. selfish place where she uh, was willing to basically die to try and have a good oh, yeah. time. She's <laughs> like, hey, you know, I, I might have a shellfish allergy. <laughs> I might end up in the hospital in 15 minutes, but. If anything, it'll take bring us a couple days closer <laughs> to decision day and I can get away from this guy for a week if I have yeah. a severe allergic reaction. <laughs> but, okay, so once again, going back to his, I'm more of a personal interaction guy. So mm -hmm. they're sitting at. Oh, poor Haley. They're sitting at the shellfish place. Fortunately, you know, she her throat isn't closing from the soft shell crab she's eating. <laughs> but he now one thing I noticed is he does he doesn't ask her any questions. Right? Oh yeah, never. He, so she's asking questions unless about, it's and what or any any, any follow-up questions. Right. I'll clarify. Yeah, follow no follow-up. So, you know, he'll ask so her never a question. Close. And he goes. Oh, what was the question he was asking her about her past or, oh, she was talking about Australia. And, oh, yeah. you know, she wanted to go away for she a period of time. Back. She get a visa. It didn't work out. 
easiest thing ever. Whoa, what, what, what made you want to go to Australia? Oh, how come it didn't work out? Oh, it must have been hard for you. Yeah. You know, everything. Huh. Sounds good. That's rough. I'm just shocked. You know, you can't hang you your hat on personal first, interactions right. if you're not going to do any personal If you're not even a good personal interactor. I just... So, I mean... I don't know. What, do you, what would you... To kind of close out Haley and Jacob here. Okay. What can we... What can we... What are some action steps? Well, this is the what, weird thing. What do you thing. think that they both need to do? Well, I actually think Haley is right. They need to just have fun. Like, he has basically put a dark, looming cloud over this relationship since they haven't been having sex since day three. That he's, I feel like he's just been having a terrible attitude this whole time. And I think she's right. They need to focus on having fun because it is, it, it is when you have fun that it becomes more organic and free to start opening up to each other. And I, I get Haley where she's like, I need to just warm up and get comfortable being silly with you. And then the facts about my life and Hopefully those things will come. Okay, so fun. So I think they need to just keep having fun. And I can, I just know what she means. And I feel like he, he, um, when he references that desire of hers, I feel like he's a little, again, self-righteous, poo-pooey of it. Like that's too surface level. And it's like, no, there does need to be depth. We do need to go to the deep, dark places, but it needs to be an organic journey to get there. Trust needs to be built. Like, if you've been a dick since the fifth day, then why would she feel? Yeah. So I think that's the big thing. I will say by the end of the shellfish date, I wrote, is there hope here? Because I was kind of confused. I felt like finally they were having a little bit of fun and I didn't know. I mean, it could have been that she was doing all the work because she just decided to start sharing some stuff about her life. But I did feel like there was a little bit more laughter, a little bit more ease. I wondered, like, maybe the pool party really did help them. Definitely. Um, With just socializing and <laughs> making him ice himself, which he clearly didn't know what it was and wasn't into it. I got to say, I, I had no idea what he was doing. Never heard of icing before. I feel like I've heard of it, but I've definitely never done it. It sounds like kind of a sorority thing. Okay. I don't know what he was drinking, though. That was it's, like... I think it's a Smirnoff ice. That's the point. Oh, yeah. okay. I think you just chug a Smirnoff ice is the whole thing. That does not... We probably should have Googled that before. Um, But <laughs> anyways, <clears throat> I guess I we... think they need to go bowling. He seems like... Oh, he, he's, he, really he's intent really on bowling. intent on bowling. Yeah, that's fine. Let's so bowl. Get her some flowers... Make her some steak and eggs for breakfast and hit the lanes. Hit, hit the local, the local lanes. Yeah, sure. Whatever, like, he needs to ugh, just let his hair down and be freaking nice. Okay, let's move into the pool party because it feels like a good segue into other couples. Um, I mean, Jacob, obviously, we needed another opportunity to see this infamous estate okay. that Jacob lives on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here. Okay, go. I, I'm going to jump in here. <laughs> I have been critical uh-huh. of the sand pit uh-huh. that Jacob has. I got to tell you, <laughs> my mind was blown. Ooh. We've given Jacob a very hard time. Okay. I got to tell you. I still reserve if, that hard time for this, the God awful basement. And I got to tell you, if this, if Jacob put his house on Airbnb, 
I would 100% book it for the weekend. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I'm telling what, you. a bachelor party? Uh, I'm I not mean, going. Okay, well. I'm certainly not going. Okay, Though, let me run through. Let me, okay, the, let me run through here, all right? We get to see the sand pit. We don't really get it up close, but it's seen in the background. Sand pit, pant, sand pit looks pretty badass. It looks pretty cool. I could definitely All put... All I saw was just like sand surrounding the pool. Yeah, it, it looks nice. It looked good with like the rocks. It, it looks good. It's got rocks. It's, it's not as much... I thought it was going to be an actual sand pit, like a park. No, no, no. It's yeah. not like a sandbox. It's it's very <laughs> nice, okay? Yeah, it's He's cool. got a pool. He's got floaties. Big, <laughs> lush floaties. Uh-huh. Okay? Mm-hmm. We love a good floaty. The gym... I could. I don't need the gym. I could I pass on the, his indoor gym. We certainly okay? don't need to have but our girl pal. Like he's got a disco room. He's got a disco room. Oh, which also are you talking about the basement? Yeah, it's got lights. Side note, with the bed, what the is sauna, okay. and the arcade. He's got a sauna. I forgot about the, the sauna. The sauna's pretty. Rad. He's got a sauna. He's got a mud room or one of those. Like his his porch <laughs> is like uh, screened in. It looks mm. like a wonderful. Evening in the South, just sitting, drinking a sweet tea, living it up. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm telling you, I, I would Airbnb this thing in a second. Okay. Well, again, I will not be going with you. So All right. Figure that out. And one final thing on this. What is up with the guys on this show having multicolored mood lighting? Okay. Who else? Eric. Later in the episode. Oh, no, but he just has one of those pool. I think it's just one of those. Are you like, sure? I think it's one of those I ones you was, buy on Amazon. Oh, I thought that, it like, was recessed. Whole... I thought it was recessed, recessed. mood lighting. <laughs> he's, he flips a switch no. and he's getting blues and greens. <laughs> Why? I mean, I don't understand. I've never like. Yeah, when did neon become mood lighting? No, but his I... is a little better. His is that cool. Like you literally just plug it in. It's a little light and it goes all over the walls. But okay. I hear you for the okay. for the purpose of your. I'm done. I'm just saying, Jacob, if you're listening, if you want to put your house on Airbnb, I will rent it out. <laughs> and uh, big fan. Okay, great. Um, I mean, all I had to say about this pool party is that no one swam. Oh well, yeah, it goes without saying. <laughs> is that no one swam? It's at the really pool party? just like a backyard barbecue hang. Um, but you know. Our first, we invited the other most awkward couple to be first. So I was deeply concerned. I thought it was just them four for a while. And I was like, why did they think that this was the right choice? And felt relieved when everybody else showed up. Um, But I really wanted there to be some like ambiance music or something. Um, It, It was funny because it looked kind of awkward the whole time. I mean, so we have Claire and Ryan, obviously, uh, Virginia and Eric show up first. Uh, Haley and Jacob are hosting this at Jacob's house. Yeah. And then uh, Brianna comes because Vincent's busy and then Paige comes. Uh-huh. So, and they're there from what looks to be like early to mid-afternoon, way late. I mean, it's dark outside by the time everyone leaves and I'm like, I mean, did anyone that have fun? meant that everybody came at literally 4.30. I don't and know. Then I'm just saying, it was. It just seemed a little awkward. No, it was definitely awkward. It it feels like it's the least awkward whenever the genders separate, which is just funny. Um, I wrote, "Don't talk shit on these corgis." Oh, I mean, Paige, Paige. like come my on. girl Paige. She has a dog. She we seems like corgis. a dog fan, and yet she <laughs> seems to be baffled that such an ex- how do you not how have you never exists? seen a corgi in your life? Are you kidding me? These dogs are. 
one of God's greatest gifts on this planet. Uh, I mean, I don't own hard. one, but that I was, was I was offended on Corgi's behalf, specifically Chloe's, because she was our MVP of last week's episode. So, Chloe, we're here for you. Um, support Chloe. Hashtag support Chloe, the Corgi. <laughs> um, but let's move on to Clara and Ryan. Oh, Clara. So, what did, I really enjoyed this week in Clara and Ryan. Okay. I feel like we're peeling back some layers here and getting to know, at least for me, getting to know a little bit more about Ryan and what kind of moves him, mm-hmm. uh, what motivates him. He's a big motivation guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they start off... They do ceramics. Yeah, they do their ceramics. Clara is clearly a passionate crafter. I think she's off her crafting game because she was having mug problems. Okay. I'm just saying, she talks a big craft game. She's talking about how much. She enjoys it, doesn't mean she has to be good at it. No, we're not we're not gonna get into the skills. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Ryan, very disciplined. Mug maker. Yeah, well, that was funny how, like, his more type A, intense, serious personality absolutely showed up when he made his first mug because it was, like, the most perfectly round cylinder. (laughs) And you could tell that I honestly related to Clara, like, watching her face fall. Like, this is supposed to be my thing because I feel like we've definitely had that situation, like, a hundred times with, like, an artsy thing for me or, like, a game for you, like if sudden, not like I, you mostly win, but whenever I can beat you, it's like, wait a second, this is my territory. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give her a pass. She, I'm gonna give her a pass. I'm not calling out her art skills. Okay. I think she's off her game a little bit. She needs some physicality. She's in her head. We're still going. Okay, we're done. Um, okay. <laughs> we're done. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is that. Uh, she's not very amused because his, I mean, I think that we have some perfectionist issues here with him. He's definitely got a lot of, I think that this comes up in the pottery date. It comes up in the questions they do. It comes up even in the adorable donut dinner. He is a serious guy. He takes everything very seriously. And I, I, I do have to say, I think that sometimes people can mistake seriousness as depth and I think that he has depth but I actually think he holds himself back with all of I think he's got a lot of rules about what life is supposed to look like yeah and I I think that like he has a lot to learn from Clara but if they both aren't open to each other this could just explode yeah I this date this first date was another one that seemed awkward to me the pottery date. The pottery date. I yeah. just it felt like all the dates at the beginning of this episode were really just awkward. Like they're not a lot of conversation. Obviously, she really wants things to move more intimately. Yeah. They're in a, you know, a ceramic studio. I kind of thought an opportunity was missed by Ryan to do a little ghost Patrick Swayze pottery wheel <laughs> kind of thing build some intimacy some physical touch yeah, but we're doing this is hard because this is a different kind of this is like the clay molding there's got to be a wheel there <laughs> but I mean I did think it was funny that like she starts out by being like touched by the fact that like he's showing an interest in wanting to do things that mean something to her mm-hmm. and he I just think I will say the area where his seriousness shows up and I find extremely sweet is that he really does whatever his ideas are of commitment and relationship. Like he is trying. 
Oh, he's really trying. He had mentioned early, later in the episode that his uh, he realized that her love language was gifts. Oh, I wrote and it just was so uh, and just to yeah. acknowledge that and pick up on that. I felt like it was straight from the five love languages textbook. But still, he's making. No, I it thought it was yeah. really sweet. I'm like, yeah. it just shows he's so serious all the time that, of course, even when talking about love languages, he was speaking like straight from a textbook, and it was really cute. But I wrote clearly, <laughs> clearly when it. So she was so happy and touched in the beginning, and then by the end, she's very concerned, and we have big red flags because he's mentioned making the garage her craft space. Um, I think she needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah. And stop projecting so much meaning onto this. Like, but she's definitely like, you can see the wheels turning. Like, what does it mean if he wants to just put my craft stuff in the garage? Is this what it's going to be like? He's just going to be squeezing me into his life. (laughs) And it's just like, calm down, Clara. Um, But then something that also bothered me, random quote at the end, she, I think they were talking about like schedules and because her flight attendant stuff is obviously this is in the pandemic still. So it's a little different than what it would normally be. And she says, hard to tell this is occurring in the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, (laughs) we're in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Not seeing a lot of masks, not seeing a lot of. No. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll have to teach you basic cooking skills for when I'm gone. (laughs) <laughs> that really that really just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, wait a second. Uh there's so many problems with this. Like, so that means that you're you are the designated cook always. And then like he's a small child and has never taught himself. He owns a house. Like, I hope he knows how to cook himself meals. Okay, well, and this then gonna you leads have to into teach later. him for when you're gone, like he's your son. Yeah, I do not it's approve. Very... Not the dude it. works out. He loves his vegetables, as we'll get to in a little bit. Oh, right. So I'm sorry. What no, have right. you learned in, you know, 18 days that convinces you that he doesn't know what he's doing? Yeah, in the I mean, he I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird. Yeah, that comment. was bizarre. Um, are we moving on to questions? Yes, we are. Okay, so I did feel like when we get to Dr. Pepper's questions with them. Um, I mean, he wasn't very helpful with the answer to the question of how can I like what helps you fall in love either, because we have a red flag, in my opinion, on relationship reality shows. It is always a big red flag for me when someone has never been in love. I just think that that is unfortunate for the other person. Uh, I don't have a huge problem with the fact that he's never been in love, but I will say if that's the case, like it's time to jump in, Ryan. Well, and you his know, only answer to her to, is his only answer is time and patience. But he doesn't know time and patience. If he's never said that, if he's exactly. never if he's never acknowledged that he's been in love with anyone, like I he said, know. it's fine. Jump in a little bit here. You know, like maybe change up the way you've been doing things. You are married now. Yeah. Without ever having been in love with someone. Yeah. So maybe explore that deeper and I cannot wait for when we get to the sexy time stuff with them. Next week? Oh, my goodness. I I... love when, like, that's going to really hopefully move them forward. But so what I wrote here is just, like, he just wasn't that helpful for her with feedback. And that's what these are for. And I I just put, again, he's always so serious about everything. He always looks a little bit scared by whatever answers she gives. Um, Like, his eyes go wide a lot. Like. 
And I just don't know what to make of it. I just am like, gosh, you're not really giving her a lot to work with. And I do feel like Clara can be a little doomsday. And she gets like easily, you know, she'll like something will happen in a way that she didn't want it to or an answer will be what she didn't want. And then she'll kind of like immediately make a big projection about the future because of it. Like, well, I just don't know if this is going to work. If, you know, he wants to put my crafts in the garage. What does it say about him? Definitely. You know, in Clara's defense, one of the things I feel like I'm noticing as, as a general theme for them is why does it have to go at his pace? Right. She's starting That's to my get biggest resentful. Thing. And yeah, I just don't think it's fair for her that everything goes at his pace, you know? Okay. But if we were to, what do, let's turn the tables really okay. fast and go back to Jacob and Haley. And we're being like, he needs to be respectful of her pace. What do you think the difference is? I think the difference is that Ryan is more of a thoughtful person. Ryan has done more for Clara. Ryan has... No, but in this situation, Haley is the Ryan. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying, how is this different? Because... Haley is saying, Jacob, I can't just be in love with you in two days. Like, it takes me time. I need time. But she's also being very forward with, like, I want to do things to, like, move us along. I just need time to get to know you. Um, and we're being, like, totally supportive of her. And then we switch the tables and Jake uh, Ryan is basically saying the same thing. Now he's, I feel, I, I would argue that Haley is giving him more to work with. Definitely. You know, in terms of being like, well, I really like this and this is really important to me. And these are the kind of things I like to do. She's giving him a little more of that. Whereas, I don't know. Is this well, fair? I'm just trying of, to I compare mean, them because here we are. So, like, it is true. I feel like Ryan needs to lighten up, loosen up and jump in a bit, especially because I think he is sure that he's into her. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. I think Maybe that's, that's what it is. It's I think like, they're closer in general. So yeah, I think, yeah. you know, I think, you know, he's doing things to show that he cares about her. But in terms of the intimacy and giving her. Yeah, I think I think he just needs to, to jump he does, in. You he can tell he's still guarded. A bit, you know, he's guarded. <clears throat> so after this, um, I mean, did you have anything else to say on the question part? No. That was just my biggest takeaways were like, she's sharing a lot. You can think whatever you want about her little things that are important to her, but um, she's really open with what she feels like is important. And he doesn't really give her much back, except I need time and space. So you could tell that that frustrated her even more. But then adorable donut dinner. He takes, donut I mean, can we have, like, he needs to have a sit down and consult with Jacob because this is how you do it. This is being an action person, which this is not the first, we see this multiple times this week of partners who did pay attention to something that the other partner said and like creating an event out of it. So he organized the donut dinner, which is adorable. Um, but it really goes off the rails pretty it fast. I want to know your thoughts. Okay. So pretty much Ryan starts this off by asking what motivates you in life. Yeah. Right. To Clara. And Clara doesn't really have an answer to this. You know, it, I think she's just turned off by the, the timing. 
Yeah. That's how it seemed to me. Like, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought we were going to be cute and this was going to be a cute, fun time. And you go from, so remember he asks her about, he asks her something about work and then it leads to like, well, yeah, oh, it, it's one. Okay. Just keep going. I can tell no, you. No, I mean, I think this is, I think this is a totally, I'm going to go team Ryan. I'm team Ryan for this conversation. Okay. I really am through and through. I think I mostly I think am. this is a totally fair and good question. Yeah. Okay. What motivates you in life? It's not that, you know, it, it's not that hard. And I really enjoyed getting to know Ryan more in this conversation. I got great insight, you know, on, on who he is and what he's about. He's purpose driven. Um, and, you know, he definitely thinks that I loved what he said about people coming before him and uh, to pave his path. And I just really respect that he has a perspective on life and he is about self-improvement. And yeah. I don't know. I just thought that it was fair. And I think that she I think Clara gets so defensive. Yeah. So defensive here. And I think, I think she's self-conscious. I think it's self-consciousness. It, it, you know, he's talking about his routines and his motivation. And she's well, just because he can be a little intense down, as someone who can. is not it's hard because I also just think that they do, they do, this made it clearer than ever that they definitely, like, their compasses in life are just different. And personally, something that I, I wrote was, I think she's feeling preached at. And I think she is very triggered by feeling preached at. And as a former evangelical person, I get that. And I think that she, uh, is like the fact that he kept like needling her about the job. Like he's basically like, he wants her to have some incredible life map of the future and like a purpose like him. I don't think that's it. No, I, I disagree. I think, I think he just wants an answer to the question and something for him to go off of and for them to build some like common things. Like he's pretty much like, what are you about? What do you care about? What, what, yeah. what excites you about life? Yeah. You know, I mean, these are things that like, I don't know. I was really kind of disappointed and I thought she was being no, she... defensive and unfair. And I get the, I get, I'll, I'll give you, I'll concede a little bit on the, um, you know, getting preached at. Well, he does someone, have a little bit of a feel to that. When you're but... someone who doesn't know what your life's purpose is yet, or who... Like, honestly, life's purpose as a philosophy can be a little bit oppressive. We don't all need to have one purpose. We can have lots of purposes. And people, and I feel like that's probably more where Clara, like, that seems like her approach to life. Like, I'm here to have fun and feel big and go with the flow. And I don't know where life's going to take me, but I love life. And I pay my bills. And my job isn't my passion, but I certainly enjoy it. And sometimes it can feel like the whole, like, what is your one purpose? It can feel a little bit like, ooh, like threatening, like, well, what if I don't really function with that in that same way? Because that's like a personality difference thing. But you're that, right. She was defensive and she could have. There was a way that I think she could have not been a dick about that. I well, think she I kind thought... of pooped on him. Like, I, I agree. She kind of like 
She clearly was super self-conscious. I could see she got flushed by the end, which for all of you flushers and blushers out there, I feel you. This is my one of my life's predicaments as well. <laughs> I totally agree with you on the purpose thing. I totally, I, I get, I get where you're coming from. It's not one I purpose. Just, yeah, I think this like, is an I'm opportunity. I'm just trying to eat my donuts, and you're making me feel like shit about the fact that like. I didn't write a mission statement. No, I don't think, I think it was more, okay, it's twofold, okay? Because it's from both of their perspectives. I think from Ryan's perspective, he was trying to show, this is more about me. This is what I'm about. Yeah. This is what motivates and drives yeah. me. And she got defensive reacting to that when really, in my mind, it was an opportunity for her to be like, oh, OK, this is interesting about my husband. It gives me more insight to the type of man he is, the type of potential father that he's going to be to our children, the type of professional he is. Yeah. And really, I felt like all she really needed to come back with, which it was, hey, here's some things that I'm passionate about. That's it. I don't think she needed to have a purpose. I don't think he was asking for a five-year plan. I okay, really... but what do you think of the fact that clearly they edited what he was saying in a way to look like he talked at her for a long time? Yeah. And, and, so... and, they, and she made the comment about being, at, you know, a TED Talk or a motivational <laughs> well, speech Well, that's what made me think, like obviously, that was an editing thing. They did it with the music and everything. But from that... Paired up to... with her just shoveling donuts yeah. <laughs> he's but, talking about how much he loves broccoli what's your favorite vegetable and <laughs> she's putting down an oreo cookies and cream donut like it's gonna disappear but uh, mad but props that was, mad props to claire for having donuts being your favorite food yeah that's pretty we cool support her but i will say there's a difference between you can tell a difference when trump someone is trying to have a meaningful conversation with you and when you feel like someone is talking at you. And if it was as it seemed, it did feel like he had prepared some sort of like mission statement ramble. And he went on for a really long time. And by the end, she was really irritated. At the end, I'm just going to go. We're Fair never going to fully know Fair point. what really went down here. I I do think that the way that she handled it was dismissive and rude and not fair. But what I saw through her reaction was that there was obviously something that made her feel self-conscious and like he was having an expectation. And I think she's just frustrated with all of his principles at this point. She's just like, all you do, you are so principled and you're so serious and I just want to make out with you and laugh. And he's <laughs> like, I would make out with you if you had drive. <laughs> or right. Or, you right. know, I would make out with you if you would. Like, I want to have the perfect answers to these questions first, and then I'll feel comfortable jumping I, in. I think next week, you know, overall, it wasn't a horrible episode for these two. No. Um, but I think it raised questions. It raised some questions. And I think next week with Dr. I think they're meeting with Dr. Viviana yeah. next week. And that's going to, I think we're going to get a lot more I'm next so week. I'm excited. I'm very excited for Claire and Ryan next week. Yeah. So. Okay, let's move on to Virginia and Eric, who... Oh, Virginia we, and Eric. I am I'm having a really hard time. I'm having a hard time... <laughs> Making up our minds. Okay, I, I'm I just, having a hard time figuring this out. Let's just... We don't need to go into it too much. I know you're going to have stuff to say about this. Let's start with the fact that they did... They did their date... At a 
at a driving range when neither of them know anything about golf. Oh. I am literally confounded. Like every date that we saw this week had something to do with one or both of their interests or something. And we get both of them. I was so disappointed and baffled. Hold on. Let me give a Tim is a sports fanatic about every single sport that you could think of. Golf is one of the most forefront passions. So that is the like segue here. Big time. I Eric, knew you were just losing your okay. minds. I had some hope for this date. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a little riff here. I had some hope for this date. Eric screams country club, East Coast country club. Like he, he knows what he, he looks like. He knows what he's doing on a golf course. I'm sorry. I've seen a lot of people that look like him at golf courses. He just screams like, okay, he knows his way around this place. Which is what? Just like white guy? Yeah, white guy, you know, khaki pants. Like, it's just, it seems like he would be good at sure, this. Sure. Okay, I'll get, just yeah. humor me here. <laughs> and I just wrote, why are you going here? Because he doesn't know what he's doing. None yeah. of them do. None of them do. Once yeah. again, Virginia gets her alcohol edit. Poor Virginia. They are, these people, <laughs> she just wants to have a good time. And I'm telling you, these producers are just making it known every time she has a drink in her hand. Yeah. Shows up to the driving range with a tall Michelob Ultra in a koozie, <laughs> which if you know anything about playing golf, Michelob Ultras are the ultimate beer for golf. Really? Because you can have like 40 of them. And it just, <laughs> oh, it's just like water. Okay. Anyway. And I'm just like, why are you here? He has none of them have any idea how to swing a golf club. So he can't even help her. Like, it could have been cute if he knew what he was doing. He could go, like, do the classic reach around. I was waiting for it. Teach her how to swing the golf club. And then he goes, oh, I don't really know how to do this. He's like, that is supposed to go through. They're just hacking. (laughs) They're just hacking the balls going two feet in front. And I'm like, Eric, my guy, there's got to be something that you can take her to. That, like, you can show off something, something, <laughs> yeah. And he shows off his guitar skills at the end yeah, of the episode, you know, God at the end him. of the episode. Thank yeah. God for that. But I'm left in pure bewilderment, yeah, that at was just why this decision was choice. made. It's like, isn't there a flight simulator somewhere in Atlanta? <laughs> Can't you take her to a flight simulator and like show her how you can land a plane or something, like something to get the juices going a little yeah. bit here? I well, don't. And I have to say, beyond the awkwardness of the fact that we're on a golf date where no one knows how to play golf and there's not even, like, someone to teach them or anything, it's also awkward because they make it known that they basically haven't seen each other for the last week between his work and her going on a planned trip. And, like, they get in front of, I mean, obviously part of this is for camera, but, like, they're standing in front of their lane section whatever you would call it I, they call it a, uh, a your bay. range bay hitting bay yeah and they literally say like how are things for you uh, once again like, another uh, awkward date at yeah, the beginning of the yeah, episode yeah, <laughs> yeah and i did think it was really interesting so clearly she's she's actually starting to have some struggles because it's becoming clear that he Mr. I want to talk to you every hour on the hour when you go to your friend's house. The communication double standard. I know. Oh, my goodness. And then she says it to him. 
that like there was some low communication that like surprised her because here she now after they had that all their shit with her friends in the beginning she's clearly like trying really hard and also has a certain expectation of him when he leaves for work and then clearly doesn't get that she barely hears from him and I was not impressed when he was like well it's just how it's gonna be I was I just wrote this is not something you say to a spousal concern even if in the end it's true you have to at least first acknowledge the feeling and work on that like it's so interesting to me because it it seems like he's had this perspective that the only way like I have a job that makes it tricky for a lot of women to be okay with and so all I have to do is find a woman who doesn't care because this is how it is and there's no changing it and da 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 but I'm like okay there's also ways that we can like we have you still have to work on cultivating intimacy and relationship and trust while this is quote just how it is aka like speaking with a couple's counselor or like there's things that you have to do to acknowledge that this is not an easy situation for your wife and there is work involved i think too it just pisses me off when he does that i'm like he just it seems like the one thing he's not willing to give extra on he just is like well it's just how it's gonna be and it's like uh, it seems to me that i think a little trend i'm starting to notice with eric this season is there's a lot of comments that, that just are that's just how it's going to be or well that's just not going to work for me or mm. and, and i'm keep blanket getting statements yes great there's a lot of blanket statements for him and it's like it's confusing me and and later when they're talking and and um asking each other questions and i i this was interesting to me with with a virginia eric says that he kind of compares everything to his oh, past yeah. relationships yeah and it seems like it's so much of their conversations, it almost feels like he talks down to her a little bit. Always. And, and not not even in a disrespectful way as much necessarily, but a but more of a like I'm reminding you that I'm older here. Yeah. Marriage um, self-righteousness. And a little bit of smothering. Yeah. I don't know. A little bit I of don't... like, are you a dad? Are you an older brother? Or are you a husband is what I'm constantly sort of feeling. And the hard part for me is that it's not that I don't understand some of his worries. I do. Like he is older. He does understand long-term commitment better than she does. He has more experience with it. Um, But I, here's what I ended up deciding by the end of it. Like after we get the date as well, I ended up being like, you know what? I think my conclusion, look, I do think he has some controlling things that just come from a place of fear and principles that he learned growing up and he doesn't even maybe know why he has all of them. And I do think he's open to grow. And and that's one a, thing about him. I do think he's malleable. Yeah. I think he is uh, adaptable in yeah. certain ways for how how much of a routine he has with his job and his, yeah. you know what he's gotten used to as being in his mid-30s. But he definitely does seem to care. Yes. And want to get better and want to not want to improve. Yeah. So something that I noticed, though, is so he admits in the Dr. Pepper questions, he admits that he compared. He's basically saying, why has he not been in love since he got a divorce? And a freaks her out that he hasn't been in love since the divorce, because I think in her mind, it makes it that much bigger of a love like 
oh no, to compete with. And he doesn't exactly help that with the way that he explains it. So he admits that, you know, he just was comparing every woman that he would start dating after his ex, he would compare to her and that love, which understandably freaks Virginia out. Um, But I do, I'm very impressed with the way that he then fixes this in their last date, their at-home date. Um, or at his condo date, I think that he got that he said that wrong. I don't think that he completely meant it the way that it came out because I think it's perfectly reasonable. If you were with someone for years and then you were married and then you get divorced and then you start doing some dating after, of course, you your standards are completely different now. They're hopefully higher. And you have a, like, I'm sorry, but you can't go, go into, you can't not have that inform how you view future relationships. And I do, I do think there is that like really blurry space between comparing and wanting someone to be the same as your old partner. That's not okay. But when we're talking about like, I do think it makes sense that you might have um, just better and faster discernment like in terms of, oh, that person isn't going to work for me or like our lives. Aren't, you know what I mean? I yeah. think that like, of this course, is how you come I was, in. this is how I was loved. This is how I showed love. So it's natural that you're going to. Yeah, and I've been through a marriage now. And so I know at least I have a baseline of what it takes and what won't work um, because I've been through it. And so, of course, that's going to inform. But she's a lot younger. And if I was in her situation, I would just feel threatened by by just the fact of it. And I think that there's no way around that because you would feel threatened. I mean, well, I I think the right I think him using the word compare. Yeah, I just think that was the wrong vocabulary. I don't think that's what he meant. I don't think that's what he meant either. He wasn't sitting there being like, does she have every quality? No, but I think definitely putting myself in Virginia's position, I would feel the same. exact. No, I think that's fair, too. But I think he does a really good job of. Yeah, he makes her dinner, plays her some chords. <laughs> I know, I kept waiting for the lyrics. I they was didn't waiting come. for him to sing, but... We're not even mad, because honestly, sometimes we get a little scared when people want to sing on reality TV. Yeah, um, nice. he writes her a nice piece of music. Yeah, and I just, I thought, okay, he clearly figured out. Now, whether they had a conversation in the middle, oh, well, she ends up admitting that she feels insecure, and that she was scared by all of that, that he said. Um, but I think that he did a really good job of fixing it and really good job of like addressing her feelings and like clarifying what he meant. Um, and he made the point to in the end say, I hadn't, I haven't felt this way since her until you. And I think that's all she needed to hear. And you could see it on her face. 1000%. But I do want to say one thing that stood out to me as a big red flag for Virginia in their Dr. Pepper conversation, which was that she admitted that she basically in every other relationship, she she makes a joke about how like, oh, I would have left a week ago normally. So Mm. she has basically no history of long-term relationships from what she's telling us so far. And she basically admits that she did this process. So she says she runs because what inevitably happens when she starts feeling something for a guy in her past is that then she gets petrified of now I care. He's going to leave me. 
um, he's not committed. And so she always runs before they can dump her, classic abandonment issues, etc. Well, yeah, she opened up a lot about her, you know, re-talk, re-hit on her family history. Yeah, yeah. How she hasn't had love, um, loving relationships modeled very well. And... It makes sense. However, I want my point that I, that sort of just freaked me out on her behalf was that she basically admits she chose to do this so that she could skip the actual middle part where you mm. build a relationship and you are at risk of them leaving you. And she said, this way I at least knew that any guy that I was going to get paired with was, you know, ready for marriage. And I just put like that. I was just thinking about how, ugh, like if all you've ever done is run a few weeks in to prevent them from hurting you, it's interesting that you run to this show instead of therapy. Like, I was just like, don't you think you should go to therapy for a few years to figure that out and then start, um, you know, experimenting with dating with working through that trauma? Because that trauma is real and it really does inform the way I... I mean, and here's the thing. You don't have to be perfect to be married. And I feel like my parents are good examples of people who basically saved each other at a young age. But they were like the exception to the rule. And I just am concerned about her that she looked to married at first sight as not just a solution for like, I've been dating for years and I can't find the right guy, blah, blah, blah. It's like I've literally gone from having two to three week flings and running to being married with someone. Like, I'm just like, there's no... Interesting. It's, it's I don't think I picked up on that as much. That's a good point. I was just thinking about... It's just like, okay, so you basically looked to the show to fix this thing. But this thing is inside of you. So, like, a marriage can't really... Shouldn't be a band-aid. It's like, it's like having a baby to make your marriage better. Or yeah. to make your marriage happier. I'm not saying it's not going to work out. By the end of their at-home day, I was like, whoa. Like, Well, that's the thing. They, yeah. they get into, you know, Eric tells Virginia that he loves her. Yeah. And Virginia responds yeah. in kind. Yeah. And <clears throat> I got to say, I feel like I'm missing something here. <laughs> I just kind of feel yeah. like I'm missing something here. Yeah. I can't quite put my I think it's attraction. finger on it. I think they just like having sex with each other a lot. And so that's blind. But the everything. funny thing is that they're not, they don't, they're not very physical. Like they don't really show us a lot of physicality between them. I feel like she's always like hanging on him. I don't know. I guess maybe we've just seen less of it since they've gotten I home was, from the honeymoon. I was surprised when I heard the I loved you. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I was it not expecting that. It almost seems like the Dr. Pepper conversation, like, got the perc like got some things percolating maybe helped him understand some of what up until now he's just written off as like she's young and it's like okay now i understand there's more depth to some of her behavior or attitudes towards things and then he came back it just gave him some stuff to think about i yeah, yeah by the end i was like oh my god okay maybe i'm slowly starting to see some hope here. Yeah. But we do have some concerns. That's all I will say on that. Quick shout out to Virginia for making a normal mimosa. How, <laughs> how, how inter- totally. 
I think ever if you're not oh making God. mimosas the way that Virginia makes mimosas, a splash of OJ is all anyone you needs. You are doing something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It is not half and absolutely. half. Absolutely. This is not no. uh, a cheap mimosa at brunch no. here. No. no, we are doing champagne with a splash of OJ. Yeah. Thank you so much, Virginia, for speaking your truth. Yeah, I put, like, this is the normal way to drink mimosas. Thousand percent. <laughs> okay, now let's move on to Brianna and Vincent, who we just continue to have hard eyes with for the most part, but still have a little bit to talk about here. A little bit of concern. Yeah. Um, They're so, both in love with each other. They're in love! They're in love! I squealed. I squealed. And he blushed, and it made me so happy. It was very cute. It was, it was so very cute. They announced cute. their love to each other at yeah. the beginning. During their Dr. Pepper questions, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was when they admitted it. And it, it was really cute because he almost said, like, yeah, I think we're about to get there. Like, you could tell it was his way <laughs> of basically being like, I'm going to say it to you soon. And then she's like, well, what if I love you now? <laughs> and that was just the cutest thing. Very I cute. Yeah. Um, we love Spanish words of the day. Spanish words bicicleta, of the day. And then buying her the bicicleta. Oh, the with, bike. Oh, my God. With this the basket for cookie. tricked out bike. I mean. I, and the bell. The bell. Oh, the lights the bell on of the, ball. the spokes. He's ordered. I mean, like. This tops the thoughtfulness, absolutely, of all the couples. Oh, it puts it makes a donut date look like something small, something Something stupid, something maybe like a tricycle. (laughs) Yeah, I I couldn't think of anything to finish that with, but definitely. But I was just like, yes, like this is what I'm talking about. Again, Jacob, take a lesson. This is what a partner who is an action kind of partner does. They listen, they take notes in their head, and they do thoughtful things because that's how you keep a relationship going. Um, And then, oh my gosh. Okay, so we just have to get straight to this. So she then plans the date and she thinks that this is her thoughtful this move. This was hard to watch. This was so hard this to watch. This was really hard she to watch. She thinks that this is her thoughtful move for the week. Because Vincent likes Because dancing. Vincent has He's expressed to her how he much he loves dancing. dancing. She's like, she obviously didn't really pry into the specifics of what that meant. And <laughs> she's just like, salsa is a commonly known Latino dance. And so I think that we'll, this is, he'll love this. Real quick, just to, to, to go back and close something up here. Okay. With the bike. The coolest part of the bike gift for me was... They did a flashback, and she told him that she wanted a bike at the, the wedding the wedding reception dinner. I they know. were eating dinner at the wedding reception. With every single thing going on that day, they just met each other. They're married at first sight. They're at their own wedding, have known each other for a matter of mere like, le- few hours. Yeah. And he logs that she wanted a bike at yeah. that time. With everything going around, that is a... Boss, boss move. move. I mean, to be fair, he made it clear that he's obsessed with bike riding. So I'm sure to even get her to say, I want to ride was enough for him to be like, okay, great, because that's my thing. And so you're going to do that with me. But oh my gosh, just was, so cute all was, around. Yeah. Very attractive move. Um, but sorry, back to salsa. Back I just to had to salsa. get that in. But the fact, so it's just so sad because it takes us a, like, a, 
a few minutes to figure out that she thinks she's doing this for him, but he thinks he's doing this for her because he doesn't know salsa. He knows bachata and he's very stressed. He is very pissed because it because he clearly knows like, oh, I've told her I love to dance, that it's a huge part of my culture. She's taking me to a salsa lesson. You know, poor Vincent is such a perfectionist. And he all he's thinking about is about how he's about to, like, not look cool and not show off the skills that he told her about. You have already Uh, told this woman that you love her and she loves you in return. Right. I have to kind of push back on Vincent a little bit here. I did not think he handled I don't think he handled himself well at all. No. You know, obviously, he wants to look good on the dance floor. He wants to. He doesn't want to look stupid on camera. He doesn't want to look stupid on camera. I think that's a big thing. I think it really is a big thing. Like, even when when she walked in the door and kissed him and was like, you got guacamole. Oh, a guacamole kiss. And I literally got scared that we were going to see another thing from, like, last week at that moment. Where he just shuts down. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says she's being disrespectful. And he doesn't, but he also doesn't address her. And I just thought, like... And I immediately was like, oh, he feels stupid on camera because he ignores it. Rather than like you or I, if I was like, oh, guacamole kiss, we would both laugh, right? And he just fully ignores it and is like, so how was your day? I I just think that he's still very aware of the cameras and he really doesn't want to look dumb. Okay. That's part of my bigger point. That's a big point. Still the reaction, not loving it. No. I mean, it's a pretty simple. It's like stonewall anger. It's very, very angry. It it was good. It was all right. It looks like there's like steam coming out of the ears. I I, I just have a hard time a little bit because I'm like. It's not fair when he directs it at her. You're right. It's not fair when it's directed at her and she's kind of. Yeah, and she's kind of trying to like figure out, whoa, like where is this coming from? Like no one wants to look stupid on camera. I'm a competitive person. I want to. I want to do things right. You know, I would definitely, I'm not a good, I'm not a good dancer at all. And I would definitely get upset if I couldn't learn the steps. Be frustrating. But very frustrating. But But it's an opportunity to say, you know what? I've actually never done this before. This is the one dance that I'm really bad at, you know? And I don't know. Just He just could not have fun with it because he's so, like, he decided early on, I'm going to suck at this and I'm going to look dumb. And so I'm going to hate it the whole time rather than like, I'm going to suck at this and I'm just going to really own it. And we're going to laugh a lot. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, sorry. Or like, this isn't, you know, make jokes, like have freaking fun. Like that is what this is for. For how amazing, for how amazing they've looked. Um, there's still some things oh, that yeah. th- that this couple needs to work out. Yeah, definitely. this is a big thing, and, and you can I, tell that she's a she's feeling a little stumped because she doesn't want to make it worse. Um, but she's obviously really like taken aback when he gets like this, and so it's weird. I can tell that she sort of gets like frozen. And I think it will be interesting to see how next week's episode starts because I really they hope look, they do some watchback. They look week. they look like a couple and I think we've actually seen this before a couple episodes where they had some tiff and then when the next showed them their problems had been worked out. And I think Vincent can be a lot more vulnerable 
uh, maybe when the cameras aren't on him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass on this time. And I think, like, it would not surprise me if we start off next week, bold prediction, with, you know, them being fine and Vincent kind of bringing flowers or something like that. Because I think he's pretty good at, after taking, you know, a second and realizing, okay, yeah. I, re- I reacted wrong sucks. here. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just think this is just hard because it's like, it's one of those things where everything else about them is really wonderful. And every couple has their shit, of course. And everybody has their recurring shit. But this is kind of like, like, this is a little bit of a big one. Like, it's not a... It's not a complete, like, deal breaker. But I do think that this... This could be one of those things that goes avoided for a long time and becomes like just a huge this has source. A po- it of, has a potential to be a big time communication. Yeah, issue. like with tiptoeing and explosions and stuff like that. But I think that the experts are going to help them. Definitely. And I think that him watching footage of himself is going to be big. I That's my favorite part. I wish we would do that sooner. Um, And here we are <sighs> needing to address our biggest problem. I don't even want to call them a couple, but let's get into Paige and Chris. Um, Let's start with the meeting with Pastor Dwight. So Paige meets with Mm -hmm. Pastor Dwight. And I just, I want to know what your feelings are about this meeting, because on one hand, I was very entertained to watch Pastor Dwight drag Chris. Like, I put in quotes when he's, he quoted some scripture about a double-minded man is unstable in his ways. And I, I thought it was, like, hilarious. And it was it was just funny to see him throw shade at Chris. But also, why did he feel the need to do this? I'm, Don't you think it's I'm a little confu- suspicious? I'm confused. I really am confused. If feels- he is Chris's team... It felt weird and, and okay, so we figure out, because we always get a Chris nugget every week, we get something new, um, that he was engaged before he was engaged, before he was married, okay? There's way more engagements, I'm convinced. Yeah. There's not just two. Now, I'm not going to judge, whatever, but what I'm confused by is I... wrote and underlined multiple times and keep going back to it. I'm sorry to harp on it. Why? How did Chris get cast on this show? Mm -mm. I'm legitimately confused. I really am because I just don't think like do the experts consult with friends because it sure seems like Dwight pastor Dwight has a lot of knowledge about Mm -hmm. Chris that had we known this knowledge Probably not. Probably would not have gotten through casting. Yeah, I'm just I'm sure really that, confused of, by this. I don't think they do. I'm sure they don't. They don't like go. Yeah, we should actually do some research into the full process. But if it was really just like those interviews that we see, you know, where they trip in the beginning. I mean, he's a really good schmoozer and char- at the very beginning, it wouldn't surprise me. He seems like he's pretty good at like parroting when he wants to be seen a certain way and he sees something as like a fresh slate to present himself as the way he likes to be seen. He, okay, Chris I'm sure is, he does that Chris pretty is effectively. A good, Chris is a good, you know, he's a smooth talker. 
you know, I get that. Smooth operator. <laughs> I'm just, like I said, I'm confused. This isn't The Bachelor in which it's like, okay, let's look at this person. Uh, hey, let's throw him in there. It'll be fun. It'll be drama. You are matching people to, to marry people. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think it's a little bit of red flags to have two prior engagements. You have thousands of people apply to this show. Yeah. I'm sure you can find someone more suitable to Paige than Chris. Well, and that's what just makes you feel, which I know a lot of Married at First Sight fans have felt about the last few seasons, which is... That the producers, it's like we see the experts less, we have more couples, and it feels like there's always one or two couples that seem like a producer's casting, like, for entertainment thing. And it's just, it's a really big bummer for Paige. It is. Um, it's, like, so unfair just because, like, I do not think that there has been a worse character. And we've seen some serious pieces of shit over the years. And I just think that this person has been so uniquely cruel and crazy making because of his what I believe to be Narso ways that I just I just think that, yeah, this whole thing is bullshit and unfair. But it's got some Matt and Amber vibes to it from a few years. Oh, back. yeah, 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 yeah. But worse, way worse, way worse, way yeah. worse. Um. But I just think that this meeting is weird, and I found myself uh, actually hating to agree with Chris when we see Chris later. And he basically says, like, Pastor Dwight, I will not be speaking to him again, and I've cut off. Of course, that's something that he does to anybody that ever speaks against him, and that's a part of his character flaws. But I was like, in this situation, if Pastor Dwight, like, if you have a pastor who is really like a part of like your community and mentorship circle, I do think that it is insanely inappropriate and attention-seeking the way that he reached out to Paige without saying anything to Chris and then meets with her on camera. It's very bizarre. I mean, and it's like, if that was really authentic um, because you were so, because you felt like, okay, now I've witnessed Chris, his behavior is such red flag behavior that... I feel like I need to step in. I just think the whole like making it around being on TV, it felt like, oh, you're just trying to clear your name now, which no one really cares enough about you. So that's silly. And I don't know. It just felt kind of, it just felt uh, like in inappropriate and intention seeking to me. But, and then I just died that by the end, Paige was bringing up her suspicions of it being a false pregnancy again. And I was yeah. just like, Paige, that is not the point. That is beside the point. What does that have to do with anything? Like, even if the pregnancy is false, have has this guy's actions every day since you've met him, like, having a baby mama aside? It's like, almost like the focus has become too much on Chris's outside relationship yeah, in I'm a way. Yeah. And more like, okay, let's just take a focus on what has happened now? I, I realize he learned this. Day. I realize he learned this very on, but let's just focus on Chris's behavior towards you since you guys have been married. Yeah. And I, it's almost like we're getting too much in the weeds with yeah. Mercedes. And is the, I think the baby isn't is real. Is the baby is real? Proof? Is I it not? Seen any proof. It, it's like, if there isn't proof, 
like he's still acting this way. Like he, he still, still shuts handled, down. Yeah. He still walks away. He had sex with he you. Gaslights. He had sex with you to see if he could become attracted to you multiple times. Like this is just this no, behavior is just yeah exactly. And so why are we focusing so much on yeah the outside when we really at this point need to look on the inside? And after all of that, Pastor Dwight is like, I just have to ask, is it completely over? And I'm just like. Oh my god. Is Pastor Dwight trying to get a job as an expert on the show? Uh, maybe. Maybe he's he's coming for Pastor Cal, which we're not having it, Pastor Dwight. You, uh, we're not here for it doesn't your discernment has not impressed us. It's not going to happen. Um okay. So, we obviously already talked about we touched on like the pool party and she obviously brings up to the girls that she's a little more wishy-washy than anybody would have expected, which is so confusing. And then, because we find out that Chris has reached out to her again and wants to meet up again. I put in all caps, here we are with another senseless Chris meeting. Surprise, surprise. He called a meeting so that he could have some screen time, even though he has nothing more to give. And Paige, I'm sorry, but has the audacity to say, God has led me to meet with Chris. And I'm like, no, Paige, Chris is shenanigans. And your bad decision-making have led to you meeting with Chris. That's it. God can work through anything, and he will con- he or she will continue to do so. But let's not pretend that, like, God ordained this. Like, that is just ridiculous. I can't with these meetings anymore. I, I really, and then I'm starting to lose smiley. my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting, starting to, to lose, lose my mind with these meetings. Yeah. If Chris calls another meeting and sits down... And has nothing to say again. Once again, he calls the meeting. He sits down. He smirks. He smirks. How are you? What's up? What's up? What are you drinking? You're smiling at me. <sighs> and she's like, why am I here, Chris? Why am I here? And, and you know, he's got nothing to say still. She no. gets upset. She he walks says, away. Nothing's changed from last week nothing's... except that I'm not mad at you anymore. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for not being mad at me anymore. And then it seems like she's going to finally do the right thing. She storms off. She says, this relationship doesn't serve me. We're like, yes, snaps page. We are finally closing this door. The producers encourage her, then don't do it. And then she returns. (sighs) This is hard. Mm. This is hard for me. uh, Because I, here's what I'll say. Chris finally... We got a sliver of authenticity. Finally. I feel like for right? the first time, yes, for the first time in nine episodes, I hear there might have been some other authentic things, but for the first time in a long no, he time. he sounds like a human. Saying, he admits he's afraid of someone else raising his child. He has a, a lot of fears. He's in a tough position. But um, I have to say, because of everything he's shown us up to this point, even though we are sensing that, like, he's finally being authentic for, like, two minutes, it still feels manipulative well, because of everything that led us to this point. And there was almost a point, uh, before he gets real, I was thinking further down the line here, and, and the whole conversation for me leading up until this point is, this is another step in manip- manipulation. Yeah, He knows eventually, if he keeps calling these pointless meetings, and he keeps not having anything to say, then what's going to happen is, she's just going to lose it and get pissed. 
And, you know, she walks away. And my thinking at the time was, okay, now Chris can just throw his hands up in the air and say, hey, I tried. Yeah. Without really trying. Yeah. And and, and come away saving some sort of face. But no, he gets real. He opens up. Yeah. It's not that it's not like it's that impressive. It's. I still feel like he's victimizing himself. Um, and three, and he's dumping his shit on her. Yeah. Like, again, it's like, this is the person who you have treated so poorly and basically used as, like, a tool in so many ways. Um, and the saddest part is, like, like I, w- I was thinking, gosh, he's just here dumping all of his shit on her again and getting into it again. We're talking about the first day and we're talking about the day he found out and we're talking about it's just so I'm like, don't put this on her. Like if you really selflessly had any interest in her at all, you wouldn't put this on her. But then he like poses something at the end. Right. Isn't that what makes her? He's basically like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? do? Which in and of itself is like. It's own manipulation. I think it's plain to what you said. He's He wants to be able to walk away and be like, I tried, you know? If he wanted to be really, be, which I can't even believe I'm going down this path. If he wanted to really be serious, the correct response in my mind is, hey, these are all my fears. This is what I'm afraid of. This is like- This the, is this, why I've been a piece of this shit. This is why I've been a piece of shit. Look, weeks. I'm in this. I want to pursue this. You mean- everything to me i want to give this a real shot uh these are all the things i'm going to do to prove the man like prove to you the man that i am i have to earn you you know going above and beyond and but it's really just dumping all this at her and saying so what do you want to do my life has been really really hard up until this point i've been screwed over in all these ways i wish what do you want to do i wish we could start over should we start over let's start over and she's fucking agrees oh my god she was so gleeful it honestly was really sad to watch because i'm sorry it just looked like the ultimate desperation it just looked like damn it at the end of the day Paige is this just desperate for the idea of marriage and she wants love so bad that she it's like she's been keeping this in the back of her mind the whole time. It's like that is why she answered the girls the way that she did at the pool party. That wasn't a pool party. It's like because she has kept the like she has refused to say I'm absolutely done. Because in in the back of her mind, she's just been like, but if but if he came around again, but if he came around again and he was really interested in me, it's like the idea of the thing she just can't let go of. But it was I mean, how it that just, was disturbing to it, watch oh, her go into so, full like so hard to giddy watch. smiley mode and be like, "Hi, I'm Paige. Nice to meet you." Well, the thing is, is uh, that like, he didn't even do anything to. He didn't lure. even initiate that. He didn't even do anything to. She lure. made that moment cute. Exactly. It wasn't cute, but you know, in her mind, it became a cute moment. She initiated that whole thing. Which I thought, like, it's Hi, like what I'm you're Paige. saying. Yeah. Like the fake shake. Oh, the fake handshake. And she's now convinced herself that they just shared a, like, special moment. And it's like, no, you're trying to contort him into not being a freaking sociopath. And he's just not going to not be one. And you get, like, a shred of evidence that, like, for a second he could be normal or funny and maybe could be into you. 
and you're like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, what a cute moment. What a beautiful moment. Look at that moment. And it's like, oh my God, Paige. So I'm sorry, but I am just. We've been team Paige from the beginning. We are, but we are, I mean, I'm just well, so. you tweeted last night. I'm done. You're done. I mean, at this point, Paige, whatever happens, it happens. It's like you know? nothing will justify him being continually cruel as I expect him to be based on the previews. However, we do have to like trust people for who they show us to be. And we have to we have to take their actions and their words seriously. And I just feel like at this point, there's no way around saying just, that this is sheer stupidity. The, it is. And the thing that really confuses me is I'm trying to look at Paige's perspective here. What has he, once again, taking, let's take away all the uh, exterior factors, Mercedes, pregnancy, yeah. prior engagements, yeah. you know, uh, and let's really just focus on him. What has he shown you as a person that makes you excited or makes you think this is going to work? This is going to be a good You marriage. have seen that he has admitted that he's not attracted to you. He has communicated. And he's willing to sexually use you he has in spite of that. He has communication issues. He shuts down and walks away when he gaslights, he manipulates with he's everything. Jerk. He's a jerk to other people. You've yeah. seen his reactions to other people. He burns lots of bridges. He lies pathologically, it seems. And this is just <laughs> and, and this is not to consider the other No. Everything else that no, he's bringing to the never, table. If this hadn't happened, I'm convinced we would still loathe him. Because this is a personality, like this is a character issue. Like, this is his character. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <sighs> Anyways, we clearly get very heated over the Chris and the Page of it all. And our heart hurts for Paige because we love Paige as a person. We know she's a good person. But, girl, like, I'm just, a, I'm detached from it at this yeah, point. Yeah, now I'm just like, I have to okay. be detached because at this point, what is this, the fifth time? Who knows? I mean, there's probably more we don't. So we're starting over. She's, she said, was it her or him? Can we start over? And so we, on day 22, are now going to act as if Chris has not been a complete piece of shit every single day for the last 22 days since we first met him. Uh, we're going to pretend that none of that happened. And call it cute and romantic and a fresh slate. Gonna write it out. We're gonna see what happens. <laughs> My lord. Um, Next week, uh, do you have anything more on Kristen Page? No. Or anything more in general? No, I think that we're getting to the good, the nitty gritty though. Oh yeah, we're getting Finally, closer we're getting and closer. Into expert town decision day. We're getting right into deeper intimacy. Hoping that we get a group trip coming up. Oh yeah, we love a group trip. Um, I have my updated power rankings through oh, nine episodes. Oh, um, coming in at number five, I guess the mm. relationship, the new relationship, <laughs> the reborn. <laughs> <laughs> sanctified and reborn relationship of Paige and Chris. Mm -hmm. At number four, I have Haley and Jacob in this week's four oh, spot. Do. I do. I have. Where did we have them last week? I think at four, okay. three or four. Um, I yeah, have that... Clara and Ryan in our three spot. Okay. 
big jump this wow. week for Virginia what? and Eric. I mean, here's the thing. They admitted love for each other at the end of the day. He strummed his chords and they declared their love. Okay, so we're going to be like The Bachelor and just like anytime anyone says I love you, it's real. Well, that's all I'm going off of right now. I think Clara and Ryan and Virginia and Eric. Okay, fine. You're right. I'm fine. I think that Virginia and Eric just aren't my favorite people. And so I'm making, I'm personalizing this a little bit. It's not I, I about think you're right. favorites. It's power, I know. power rankings. Okay. Babe. Well, I, all I was going to say is the, uh, maybe Clara and Ryan and Virginia and Eric could be tied. That could be argued, but I think you're right. I think Virginia and Eric made a little more emotional headway this week. Got to have a take. Yeah. My take is they're in second. Okay. Fine. Number two, I the approve. power rankings, Virginia and Eric. And number one. I did one, think this was going to be like a group choosing as we go, but I support this as well. We're going to just <laughs> do it how we're doing it. And Vincent and Brianna are uh, stay at number one. Oh, yeah. So. I don't see that changing. Yeah. It's going to take a lot for Vincent and Brianna to plummet. I make the power rankings. You never know what can happen. <laughs> it's a week to week. Okay, everyone. Well, it has been a pleasure to just really dig into this week's Married at First Sight episode. We have a lot to come. Um, and we are very excited for episode 10. We will see you next week. We won't see you, but you'll hear us and we'll love you. Great. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>